You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I'm your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. <laughs> Easy for you Man, to say. Uh, how many times do you have to say that? Yeah, yeah that's all right. Uh, actually, oh. you know, speaking of emails and stuff, since we've been speaking oh, of that yeah. uh, on the show, um, we did get, this is another one, like, you know, we, we get emails, and uh, as I've said, you, you know, they that's not always something that it's not a question or you didn't, you know, you did, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you, right. If somebody emails us and says, you suck. It's like, um, you know, I like those. Too. No, but, uh, but if it's not a question, then, right. you know, it's not right. something that translates to, right. We'll talk about that on the next show. Right. Yeah. But, but, uh, we, we did get an email not too long ago and I, I just, I wasn't even going to mention that except <laughs> that I happened to, you know, it happened to be there. Right. Yeah. But, uh, somebody emailed at some point and just said like, Hey, I like the show, whatever. Oh, you that's know, cool. Like that, you know, yeah, sort one of those. Thing. Yeah. But they were like, every single time you start the show, you laugh during the well, beginning at easy. some point. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and I'm like, do I? Okay. I don't know. But at some point, something gets messed up or right. I laugh. Or yeah. Or you suddenly are running to the doing chair, something, or I'm so fidgeting, and, here or, or we've said some fun, we, something. Laugh. Yeah. We were literally just in a totally different conversation and. We just lean forward and be like, all right, and here we go. go. So, go. I, and sometimes right. I'm still cracking up because I'm like, I can't believe he just said that right before we start <laughs> to shoot. So, anyway. uh, okay, so this week, so uh, don't be as, jealous. We're all having fun. That's like, right. That's the thing. As I'm sure everyone knows, oh, it's, yeah. uh, it's for Justice no, for no good reason, no. right? It's uh, <laughs> it's no Snyder Cut week because yeah. that's uh, the thing that happened. Uh, but it's also the week. And uh, so I'm just going to like run through some stuff. It's also the week where a lot of people are talking about uh, theaters opening and oh, stuff yeah. happening and mm-hmm. uh, studios are making decisions and, uh, you know, Disney is <coughs> deciding whether or not it releases stuff at the same time as in theaters or right. in theaters at all. And uh, all, you know, all sorts of things. So it's, it's actually a very weird time, and we'll uh, get to the Snyder Cut in just a second, but uh, it's a very weird time for stuff happening in theaters because uh, now, apparently, I don't know, we've crossed some threshold of people are just really wanting to go to theaters, studios mm-hmm. are really wanting people to go to theaters, who knows, it's all... You know, as soon as HBO Max says they're not going to release stuff, then right. everyone's pissed. Right. Then someone says they are going to release stuff, and someone's pissed, and, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But it's interesting because uh, right now, and for probably like the next three or four months, and then it's kind of, let's see what happened what, over yeah. that time, and did anyone actually show up at the theater anyway, and right. who knows what else, Right. But for the next probably like three or four months, it's going to be interesting because some stuff is going to come out in theaters, mm-hmm. but not enough stuff, right? right? There's not really enough things coming out. So it looks like we're actually going to get like some really weird independent things yeah. that are actually going to get a chance to be at theaters. Right. 
and not, uh, you know, film number 13 way down the hall and, you know, past the <laughs> right bathrooms or whatever. Yeah. And in the know, old the theater, they never four fixed. seats. Yeah. Right. right. Or something. <clears throat> so there's there is actually and I'm not going to go through all those or anything like that. But but if you have any interest in going to a theater, mm-hmm. right, make sure that you really like check uh, what's going on. And don't like resign yourself to the idea that, oh, this is like Godzilla versus Kong weekend and I don't want to see that. And so now pay no attention, right? Right. Because there's other stuff that is going to get into theaters that you really got to pay attention to now in a way that really you've never had to before. It's very unique timing of there is some weird small stuff that is going to get a lot more attention than it might because... There aren't that many other options. Right. And, you know, if you feel like Godzilla versus Kong is a movie you're going to like, you are probably right. You're, yeah, that's it. <laughs> but if but if it's not, right. then, you know, in a normal year, you might not have a ton of other options. Right. That is like the big thing that's going to take over. It's going to be on three or four screens anyway, yeah. and, you know, yada, yada. And, and, uh, and now... Uh, there is uh, theoretically, anyway, maybe some of this won't come to pass. Who knows? Because maybe it'll be a couple of weeks, and a bunch of studios will go, "No, nothing." Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows what will right. happen, right? But right now, it looks like there might be a lot of cool indie things that are going to get uh, some exposure yeah. in theaters. That's yeah. uh, pretty cool. But I did want to run through real quick uh, some of the stuff that is coming out. Because if there are those uh, willing to venture forth or yep. those who are willing to, I don't know, pay 30 bucks and see right. it at home at the same time <laughs> right. or whatever's happening. Um, but so coming up this week is a movie that I hope a lot of people pay a lot of attention to uh, called Nobody yeah. with uh, Bob, Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. And really only because he's in it. Right. And who cares he what looks, else is happening he because looks great. he's in it. So <laughs> Yeah, and he looks great in it. That's all you need to know. But it's kind of uh, it's an interesting looking movie, even though it also looks kind of stupid. Like if you look at the synopsis yeah. the wrong yeah. way, right? right? It sure. looks like oh god, this right. because it's Bob Odenkirk is uh, nobody. He's just right. he's just some guy. He's the title right? character <laughs> who exactly who uh, you know kind of steps in when some woman is being like. Harassed, harassed or whatever yeah. by some like group of people and the next thing you know some big drug lord is after him and now everyone's after him and yeah. it's like it's like the exact opposite of like taken right right, right. <laughs> it's like right <laughs> it's like there's a situation that's a good one and uh you know bob odenkirk is a guy without a particular <laughs> set just, of any skills or yeah. whatever right and uh, and now he's thrown into it, and <laughs> and if there's any chance that that could be a good movie, Bob Odenkirk is the guy to make it happen, and he should be a lot of fun to watch. So yeah. that is coming out. Uh, that's like this Friday. That's the yeah. Uh, the week after that is Godzilla versus Kong, um, and like I said, uh, I've heard anyway yeah. that if you go into that movie on purpose. Yeah, you're gonna be okay with when you come out, right? We'll like see. You'll, I'll be the judge <laughs> like, of that. 
Not if you go in on purpose because you're a movie critic. If you go no, in on purpose because yeah, you're I somebody know. who figured you wanted to you see You love it. monsters. Anyway, uh, and the week after that is a movie called Every Breath You Take with Casey yeah. Affleck is kind of like the biggest that's the uh, thing. name thing of that week. And that's a movie that looks uh, like it's designed for me to hate it, even though I like Casey Affleck. Right. But it's one of those uh, movies, it, you know, it's almost kind of like, uh, what's that What's that movie with um, Michael Keaton where he's like- Mr. The, Mom. No, yeah, it looks like Mr. Mom. No. I actually, I'm- uh, you know, the, the one where uh, he's like the, the tenant in the house and he oh, terrorizes- Oh, yeah, Desperate Measures. No, that's not it. Uh, yeah, Pacific Heights. Pacific Heights, you're yeah, right. With yeah. Melanie Griffith yeah, yeah. and Matthew Modine. Right, right. Yeah. And, I was thinking uh, of this movie the other and day. It's like, this is really weird. So it's like a movie like that where yeah. it's like a particular brand of like horror where right. like it's... Like a thriller, um, right? Yeah. Where it's like if somebody is sufficiently just an asshole, right. that is a kind of horror, yeah. right? <laughs> and it seems like this movie is somewhere in a genre like yeah. that, right? Um it's about a guy who's a psychiatrist, right? And one of his patients kills herself. And he then, for whatever reason, uh, introduces uh, the dead woman's surviving brother yeah. to his family, which then destroys his Creates family. Mo- and, yeah. you know, who, kn- right. who knows what exactly happens. But it it is one of those weird, like... You know, sufficiently awkward and horrible situations is its own horror, right? right? Like, right. Uh, what I'm really scared of, right, is being in a sufficiently socially awkward situation, yeah, or some, right. <laughs> whatever. Right. And then horribleness ensues, yeah. and whatever. <laughs> and then uh, the week after that, so now we're in April. Uh, well, April second is every breath you take. Yeah. April 9th is Voyagers. And I am like bizarrely oh, wow. looking forward to that movie, yeah. and it and Boy, and for no good reason. I'll admit that right away. Like yeah. <laughs> like not really for any specific good reason. Colin Farrell's in it, right? It's directed and written by Neil Berger, mm-hmm. who is uh, he did like Divergent, The Upside. Yep. He does not actually do a ton of movies, right? Um, and I wouldn't really say that I absolutely love stuff that he does either. Yeah, but. I, but well, most of the stuff that he does, uh, here's my weird qualified okay. uh, yeah. positive thing to say about him. Most of the stuff he does, right, is better than I expected it to be. That's like <laughs> as good as I could say, right? Like yeah. the upside, I didn't love the upside, right? But I expected to dislike the upside. <laughs> I know what and, you mean. Yeah. And it was pretty good. I thought it I won mean, me over. You yeah. know, it, it, it wasn't yeah. bad. So. Um, and the, and Voyagers, I don't know. I just like um, screwy sci-fi, right. if it goes right or whatever. Right. Um, it's about a spaceship thing, right, <laughs> where we're on like a multi-generational voyage yep. to go find a new... Always a, a new home. A, a new place, yeah. right, to find a new place to settle. Um, and there's something like 30 people or whatever, you know, on this thing. And uh, and that's their their whole thing is they're just on this trip and it's mm-hmm. going to take you yeah. know forever <laughs> to get there and then we're going to get there and we're going to have a new home and then yeah. uh, you know uh, hilarity and everything right? Yeah, the, right there are problems sure. and whatever anyway 
Uh, but it looks pretty interesting. Yeah. It looks like, uh, theoretically anyway, it could be a really good movie. Yeah. On the other hand, it looks like, theoretically, it could be some really long episode of if the you're Twilight trapped, Zone yeah. where nobody actually <laughs> went anywhere. And then, <laughs> right. you know, just before, just before the end of the movie where it's all turned into Animal Farm and everything, like somebody yeah. switch, flips a switch and then right. we were just in this... Right, they were, they were anyway, shaking the room. Who knows, whatever. Yeah, right. That's the turbulence. Yeah, they were shaking the room. You know, oh my god, we're gonna die. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so now somebody else is gonna make that movie. Well, you know, so there you go. And then uh, on April sixteenth is uh, Mortal Kombat, which, it, right? Okay. Yeah. Go no, ahead. go ahead. No, finish. <laughs> finish so, this. which I, what I was gonna say is, this is like definitionally the dumbest movie that could ever happen. Yeah. And yet, but every t- everything I've watched about it, I was like, <laughs> this is what I was just gonna say. <laughs> I can't think of a franchise I need to see less of than the Mortal Kombat stuff again because it's just always so trash. But I'll be damned if I don't watch that trailer and I'm like, oh boy, look at what we're going to have fun with. And then every time I keep hearing it, and it seems like it's been on a lot, that they're hitting hitting the advertising a lot. I come in and take another look and I'm like, because I kind of want to see if it's a new trailer or if it's the same one. And if it's the same one, I'm still watching it. I'm probably going to be irritated and let down, but I'm still strangely like on the hook for it. Like I'm kind of curious. It's such a weird... Uh, universe anyway um, the universe we're in right Right. because you know this reminds me like so much of you know hey let's have a Sonic the Hedgehog movie like (laughs) why right like who who, said that pack your stuff you know when they made the first Mortal Kombat movie yeah right I was like hey man that's gonna be really stupid let me buy some stock right right I right. mean because hey look uh-huh. Mortal Kombat's popular uh-huh. let's make a stupid movie that people yeah. will go spend money on and now I'm like okay what is it like 40 years later it's, or I'm, something yeah, we're right. like let's make a Mortal Kombat movie like right. what conversation is going on yeah. where somebody thinks that Mortal Kombat is like a popular thing at this point yeah. I mean I don't know I hope anyway, it's great. Uh, yeah, but so it it seems uh, horrendously stupid, it does. right? It All totally of does. these movies oh, are man. like the plot is yeah, there is no plot. We're gonna There's have a, a big plot fight. to the exact same extent that the video game, right. which has no plot, yeah. has a plot, yeah. and and then they make a movie out of it, and now they're like, I can make it better. Right. What? Right. <laughs> and yet, and yet, it's still the same plot, really. Yeah, and and Come to our uh, island of death and more compete, or less. I mean, you know? it's you know have a big mm-hmm. stupid competition so that whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, but seriously, it's I, weird. Like the trailer looks. Yeah, it looks good. Not that bad. Yeah. I mean, it looks you know good for what it is. Good. For it a looks stupid. For, it, movie, it looks right? like the best but, Mortal Kombat film. <laughs> so that's, that's where I am. So that's the thing. Yeah. Okay. So uh, anyway, that's. Uh, What's coming out, and again, I just have to say, if uh, you're not convinced to go see Mortal Kombat, but uh, this is the time, really, if there's any chance that you're going to go to a theater and you are among the people who are like, well, let's see you know, what the safety things are and I'm going to go or whatever, check the other things where you are. And it's going to be really varied. Uh, place to place 
far more than normal. Yeah. Um, but wherever you are, like check your listings yeah. because there are going to be some weird little like gems that are going to be there. I wondered if we'd get here too last year, even as late as last year, thinking if the time frame for vaccines and healthy distancing and all those things, if because they they said last year that already on the slate, like HBO Max was going to and Disney Plus, they they were just saying like, look everything in 2021 is going to be at home. Right. And I thought, I wonder if they'll find a way to change that, knowing that they could make money in the theater anyway, if by August, you know, hypothetically, you could go into the theater. Wouldn't they just dump things back in the theater and roll money on top of money? And I'm like, of course they would. But I wonder if they can. Like, I think contractually they probably can, because it seems like they're feeding their own streaming services but i mean we're too still too far away to see what will happen but i miss theaters right you know i i'm having fun watching it at home that's great but i still miss going to the theater yeah it's going to be i think it's going to be really weird when we uh when we hit august or september mm-hmm. and you know everyone's just gonna have to look at yeah. Did anyone actually show up? You can make right. all the plans you want and do uh, all the things. And certainly there are a ton of people who are like clamoring for them to open and are yeah. desperate to go to theaters and really want to and yada yeah. yada. But, you know, the industry itself is mostly dependent, like you say all the time, right? It's really dependent on people who go to like five a year. Yeah. And you've got to have enough people. Yeah. To mix and match every weekend. Right. Right. right? So right. that you actually get uh, enough people in any weekend when y- this is not yeah. that guy's week yeah. and this is not one of his five movies or whatever. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. And I think it must be uh, just insane to try and be planning what to do always when you have you don't you don't know. have any idea you don't know who's gonna yeah. show up it, right by the time it's august and before august and once it's september and right if everyone gets vaccinated yeah and then how many people are gonna go no yeah. it's okay with it at Kinda home like or the home whatever yeah. right i mean it's just you just have no idea yeah, what's going really to weird. happen and you know what maybe everyone will show back up at theaters and yeah Everything will go sort of back to normal, but but man, they just can't plan on anything. Right. I mean, and I'm I'm always wondering whether or not it'll be super busy in the beginning, like spring break, Miami Beach, people are pent up and they're frustrated right. and they're going out, or if it'll be real reserved and tumbleweeds and eventually build up because people are like, Well, I don't know if I trust anyone. Or yet. is it, you know, like uh Oddly enough, right here we uh, have an example, yeah. like near us, where uh, like this restaurant opened in you know in a town right next to us, and uh, like that first weekend, man, hundred jillion people right. there, right? It's already closed because after that, no one went, right? <laughs> right? Everyone went. Hey, first weekend, I'm yeah. excited, and then after that, it was all yeah. over, and now the place is closed again. It's so, such a weird, weird. Time. Who knows? So like you know, early on movies might go through the roof but yeah. then you can't you can't tell. you can't bet on that either because right. you don't know <laughs> it's going to be about the film who knows in a way but who knows anyway all right the snyder cut uh which yeah. everybody wants to hear us talk about so uh we've got that going for us yeah uh which is nice uh so 
this is one of those things I feel like, I don't know, uh, I could do this in five minutes or five hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could, well, we got, I mean, it, we could do whatever it, you want. It could be uh, either way. Anyway, so the Snyder Cut came out. It's four hours long. Um, and uh, obviously, uh, there is more drama over the release of Justice League than God knows any five years of Hollywood drama Seriously, put together. Right? <laughs> First of all, it's like Joss Whedon. Yeah. Uh, Joss Whedon's a horrible person. The executives all did all these things to, in collaboration with him to make all these changes mm-hmm. and like God knows what happened for uh, like 18 different reasons, really. Yeah. Uh, whatever reason you could make a change to a movie right. and be a bastard. Sure. Apparently, some part of this movie was changed (laughs) for that reason. Yeah. Uh, And, uh, you know, not even to downplay that because who knows? Most of it could be true. I don't know. I mean, yeah, who knows? I mean, I don't know what happened behind closed doors and I don't know, uh, you know, to what extent, you know, who is the bigger bastard in the process or whatever. But anyway, just, uh, just that all the drama is there. And then we came out with the movie and, uh, and it, you know, spiraled into its own thing that got us to the Snyder cut place anyway, where we want the uh, big giant four hour cut of this movie for some reason. And, you know, the thing that I find the most interesting, right? Yeah. Because I'm don't like people. Right. Right. Is that uh, nobody that I heard, right. Yeah. Was arguing that this was a good movie and what we need is the cut of two more hours of it, which will make it better. Right. 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 Like everyone on all sides apparently agrees that the movie sucks. That, yeah. The original version is, but right. if we add two more hours to it, yeah. now <laughs> suddenly it will be good mm-hmm. and I am desperate to have that. And I'm going to, you know, start a campaign to make sure that it happens. Right. Which to me, we're just already starting out at bonkers. Yeah. I mean, we've like, it's gone to 11 before we even decided if there was a question like right. that's you're in madness territory already. Right. There's no such thing as that. Yeah. I mean, if the plot of the movie is stupid and it is, then <laughs> Watching it for two more hours does not make it better. Like, there's no, uh, I don't know, there's no fix to that as far as I, <laughs> as far as I was concerned before I ever watched this. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely like exponential. So, two hours went to four. I hope four goes to eight. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, I want to have the Snyder month. Let's cut, have, let, that's you right. know, let's have, uh, <clears throat> Let's have the 20 or 30 what day we, version. What if we can't stop it? You know, the thing like, that, what if this is what kills movies? I, the thing that I think is really incredible watching this. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know, like, if we do we do ratings of this versus oh, the sure. original yeah. thing or whatever. Oh, yeah, right. The <laughs> thing that I think is really amazing watching this is when he went back and filmed more stuff, right? So that was all the big talk for a while. Hey, look, we're back in the studio. Right filming more stuff to add right (laughs) Right. they did not actually film a lot of stuff to add he did not film like two more hours worth of stuff or whatever he filmed like 
God, I don't even remember exactly, but I, I feel like it was like 20 minutes. It, it, I'm just going to say it's somewhere very like small. right around it's there, just right? pick up things. Yeah. Uh, including like the end Joker, you know, we yeah. all know that we got the Joker back and everyone's talking about yeah. everything that was being filmed way before it happened. Yeah. But the thing, but so now watching it, right. The thing that I thought was amazing was why the hell did they let him film all this shit in the first place? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. right. At, at what point, why did we film like 20 hours of stuff yeah. for a movie that we knew was going and, you know, that's not to say that there aren't always deleted scenes and right, yeah, know, sure. extra scenes and stuff ends up on the cutting room floor. And I mean, because obviously it always does. Any movie that you make that's like 90 minutes long, right? right we might have filmed like two, two and a half hours worth of stuff, maybe. Right, you to know? cut it down. But you know, you watch like the deleted scenes on your DVD or right. something. You got like 15 minutes. I was going to say 18 minutes, yeah. Right? It's right. like a, it's deleted yeah. scenes, not deleted <laughs> another movie, right? Right. It, right. I don't know. So uh, to me, when I was watching it, I was like, Jesus Christ, like, why? How did it get to that point? Why did this exist in the first place? Well, usually when they do things like this, you know this, if somebody is filming that much footage, it's because they're doing like a back-to-back release. Somebody has decided to split the Deathly Hallows or the Mockingbird. Like you're doing part one and two of something, not... Right. Well, I just kept going because no one came to take the film away. <laughs> right. You know, it's digital. Right. So, so I, right. We had batteries. <laughs> we did. So I just kept going. To, we didn't have to order more film. Right. So, you know, I mean, that's a, it's a very strange thing too, where someone must have been called to the carpet and just been like, so when were you looking at him and his schedules and what were you <laughs> right. doing? Yeah. Right. Anyway. Uh, all right. So. You know, I don't. Uh, I was thinking about this last night, and I don't actually remember what I gave the first movie. I do, but you have I do. the record. I, I mean, I yeah. could have looked it up or whatever. It's okay, I you, always I write them down. Um, but this I do remember uh, greatly disliking it. Yeah. So, uh, so what did I give it? You gave it a three. Yeah, that about mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, because uh, as much as I hate it. Right. Right. <laughs> right. There there are like good things, things about it, right? I mean yeah. there are there are a host of bad things and uh and for me, you know, I, I'm not sure what watching this more and more and more, like adding two more hours, right? Mm-hmm. Um I'm not sure in in what you know, I don't know, theory of goodness of the film, like what is it that's happening better? Like there mm-hmm. are uh, long, drawn-out, boring conversations, and now mm-hmm. we get to watch it three times as long, and yeah. so it's better. Right. Wait, what? Is right. that better? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of more stuff in this version that's in slow motion, and yeah. it takes five minutes, so now it's better. Right. Instead of just watching that not happen for slow motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know. Anyway, um, I would... Pro- so if we're just going to like throw out ratings... I would I would have to give this less, yeah. Uh, and I don't know. Obviously, every, <laughs> everyone thinks it's better, right? And so I, many and, don't. And, and I don't. I th- I think it's worse. I yeah. think uh, nothing that's bad about the film is like fixed because what's really bad about the film is that the plot's completely stupid, right. and the plot is not now not stupid, right? <laughs> 
I guess there are people who think that there are, uh, you know, there's more to some characters. And so yeah. we get to see them more. We theoretically get to develop them more, but we don't. But theoretically we do. Right. I, you know, I don't know. So, I, you know, I don't know what the positive spin on this is supposed to be, but for me, all I got was I got to watch Stupid happen longer. How's that better? <laughs> so, like, I would have to give this two, Yeah, I think. Yeah. It, it's got to be It's got to be something I worse. I it worse. And but. not only that, um, but still, there are some good things, I think, right? Um, but not only is it, still the same amount of stupid and I'm just watching the stupid more, but there's like new stupid too. Right. <laughs> like there's new things that are ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, including um, the very end part, which ends up apparently Batman is just having a bad dream. Right. Is like utterly nonsensical and just a thing where, you know, I, for no reason right. that is in the movie. Right. Except that, you know, I don't even know. Like, Snyder thought he had, like, a brilliant idea of something. And I'm going to, like, probe Batman's psyche and have whatever the Joker there and everything. Especially when... Uh, you know, if that were somehow crazier yeah. and more of like a psychological analysis, I might almost give it to you, right? Right. That even after all this stuff, the Joker like plagues Batman. Right. Uh, and, and we actually did something with that. I would almost give it to you, except that there's no reason for Joker to be there. Right. Except fan service. Joker has... Yeah no power right like you would not pick joker to be in your team right. he doesn't have anything he doesn't bring anything to the table except being crazy that's his superpower well you need another four hours to see in the sequel uh, right then we'll find out yeah. how cool he really is anyway uh so i don't know that that's my rating <laughs> i guess uh, i don't disagree with any of that i don't disagree with any of that and that's probably why i'm at two as well even having what did so what did you give it originally i gave it a three originally ah, okay. which is which is there's so many things there's so many really there's so many really interesting things that i like in talking about any movie to talk about this movie right it, and it's not because i'm a comic book you know geek i am it's not because i just love comic book movies because i do it's not because I dislike Zack Snyder's take on most of those films, because I absolutely do. But there's just, there's so much here to talk about because this is absolutely such a strange anomaly of a film where the circumstances that really originated to make this thing happen, I don't know that we can, I don't know that we can really safely assume we're going to see that replicated again. I mean, maybe we will, but this is such a weird blip in the history of films and the way that all of it kind of came about is strangely and maybe a little bit depressingly more fascinating to me than the movie can be at all. Right, right. You know, and that's not because Zack Snyder and his family's personal tragedy that got him off the film and that the studio probably happily leveraged because they saw what they had and they brought a ringer in that they thought could replicate something that they did for another studio you know and i'm talking about joss whedon and the marvel films 
it, it's just there's so much stuff spider webbing around and every single thread has a different digression of thought for me from nitpicking a bunch of problems that just don't have to be there but god for over four hours there's there's a long list of problems or cherry picking the things that i thought actually did really work and if i cherry pick the stuff that works out of the six hours of this film that i have now officially seen i i don't know that i can still make a 90 minute movie that's really great like i like you said the foundation of stuff that's here just isn't strong enough for me to find a favor a favorable film and yet at the same time i think the snyder cut improved on something that the original cut took away but i still think the snyder cut is a worse film and that circular logic is fascinating to me because i love trying to think through well like you just said so in in the snyder cut it's less batman less superman a little bit more Aquaman, but not too, too much. But it's a lot of Cyborg and yeah. much more Flash. And I thought, okay, that's probably a big mistake because those characters inherently aren't super interesting and super developed anyway. So now we have to spend a lot of time, in essence, giving them their own movie to fit into the movie we're already trying to make. So there's three movies at work here. There's the Flash's film, which should have been a standalone something. Cyborg's film, which could have been a series or a film. And now we've got this Justice League thing that has to happen. And they don't all fit well. There's such an imbalance. There's such a weird propensity for for just all the mistakes that Zack Snyder is genetically going to make. Like right. that slow down. I almost texted you. I mean, I texted you a lot in the first awful hour of this film. And... And to your credit, you tried to you tried to wave me off, which I appreciate now more than ever. But like, I almost sent you a message and was just like, "I'm 30 minutes in, and Superman's still screaming." This must have been what it was like to rewatch Star Trek, you know? <laughs> right, because right, you famously right. a couple years ago rewatched the original Star Trek, the motion picture, and you're like, "I was blown away at how much time I just spent watching stuff float." <laughs> like they were 10 minute trips from one ship to the next, and right. you're like, "Come on, you know?" And I, I. I get that J.J. Abrams is always going to put lens flares in everything. And I get that Zack Snyder is always going to use his iPhone to slow down and slow-mo something to make it more dramatic and more... Like, that's how he sees the world. I think it's I think it's amateurish if it's overdone. And I think it's probably amateurish even if it's done, you know, really, really well more than once or twice. And he does it all the time. And right. it just, it gets on my nerves because I'm like, okay, let's scroll. But I, I kind of thought both as a weird thematic exercise, I'm like, I'm not going to scroll through this film, though I probably have a fast forward function at home. <laughs> and I'm going to watch this. And part of what also, I know I'm going on and on, but this is like a dump of all my thoughts on it. I've asked a bunch of people, did you watch or will you watch the Snyder Cut as it should be, which is an enduring four hours? You watch it like you're in a theater. Right. Do you break it up into two two-hour films? <clears throat> Do you snap it up into four one-hour shows? Do you watch it as long as you can take and then you come back? Right. You know, like you're doing push-ups? Like, I mean, what is the methodology for this? And I wanted to watch it, though I knew I probably couldn't watch it all at once. Um, I didn't want to skip things and fast forward. And I feel that was the right choice because 
to find all the pockets of stupidity and bad filmmaking when he's got he's got examples of being really good at his job. I don't know. I guess I'm I'm coming around this to say this as well. I think if what you like most about Zack Snyder is the slow motion, long drawn out, it takes us forever to tell us things we already know kind of exposition, you're going to love this movie because that's what you're getting. I guess. If you don't like that, you're going to have all your negative criticisms reinforced because you're going to get a lot of that. Like in a weird way, Zack Snyder is so transparent in his filmmaking, he gives you what you want. Right. And I don't know that... Like, I was looking back at his films trying to figure out how many of Zack Snyder's films do I really like? Well, and... And that's easy. There's two. And it's not like he's even made that many. He hasn't made that many. Which is a little bit weird for all of the, you know, just fan love that has come out of this. Especially when you consider things like, I mean, he's got other movies, but I mean, he's got like Watchmen, right? Watchmen was great. Which a lot of people love. Yeah. And a lot of people don't yeah but a lot of people love it and he's got uh what's that dawn of the dead well yeah oh Dawn, you're thinking of sucker the punch yeah sucker punch i know sucker which, punch people okay like, yeah. nobody likes right. except me right you're, i was just gonna <laughs> which, say i know you're one which of the people is the weirdest thing punch. ever i think that movie is great <laughs> yeah and i think that movie is great exactly because it is the exact opposite of this movie right right it, it is like yeah. It is like everything happening pretty quickly mm-hmm. for a reason yeah. where th- we've got a story and, you know, luckily it's, you know, a story that he gets to take and, right. you know, work off of or whatever, but yeah. it's got a story that has like a point to it. Right. Right. It's like there, we're really used having like a hyperbolic metaphor story right. or whatever. And, uh, and he makes all that stuff happen. And I think he makes all that stuff happen really great. Uh, and then, you know, does the exact opposite here, like what you were saying, we've got like the flashes movie and cyborgs movie, right. and we've got stuff in, we've got stuff now, like flash doing that thing where he's at the store and the car accident happens, which has just nothing to do with anything. Right. Except that it's like, Hey man, here's like a flashback of. Mm-hmm. who the flash is and now i'm storytelling yeah i mean and it's like right what right and everything in this movie is it you know it's weird to talk about star trek at the same time but there's so much of this movie that is exactly like star trek right um in the sense that like you said in the fairly early in the movie for literally 10 minutes yeah. you just look at the ship yeah. And you float along beside it and there's a little guy <laughs> and there's no reason for that to be in the movie, right. especially for that long, right. except that it's like the seventies and you're like, dude, look, we look can at actually what we can do. do. This. Yeah. It's like when there was the first movie of the train and, yeah, you know, yeah, and right. people were scared. Yeah, right. And it was just, right. I mean, there's no story. It's just, look, we can look, do this. Right. Yeah. And that's why it's in Star Trek. And that's why half of this movie is in this movie. Right. It's just like, look, we can do this. And then we got an end part. And he was like, damn, I wanted a sepia filter, but I never right. got the chance to have that. Oh, look, I'll add some more. And now I have it. I mean, it's just, it's just looking at stuff to go, 
look, I can do this. And look, yeah. I can film. I have this idea that the Flash is doing this, and he reaches out to touch the girl as she's flying through the air. Mm-hmm. Does it make any sense to be in this movie? <laughs> doesn't matter. I want to do it. it. Look and at look it. at yeah. it. Look how cool it looks. This is one of the bigger things, because, again, <clears throat> a longer movie sometimes means a longer review, and sometimes it doesn't have to be. Like you said, we could do five minutes or five hours. My my overall biggest gripe is that it's totally style over substance that it's it and it does i'll give it this more often than not if you can keep paying attention to it or it has your attention inherently like it does look great it, it's not a bad looking movie oh, sure. overall there are some really really awful donkey cgi effects that i'm watching and i'm like wait what he had, didn't have the time to fix that like i mean and it's and it's not like a glimpse there's a moment where they're with the amazons are riding away with the mother box and i'm like i i could do that better right. if i went upstairs like <laughs> right, that's awful right. but you know there's just he gets an idea or he gets a vision and i'll give him credit he's never seemingly come across as the way m night does m night thinks he's a genius and i mean straight up right genius right and that entitles him to make the films that he gets you know that he gets made and i don't think Zack snyder really thinks that highly of himself though there's a great amount of pretentiousness to what he's doing and it's basically because he's got a vision of an idea and it, he doesn't care if it fits the narrative we'll we'll work that around because i think he thinks in some way like what i think George Lucas thinks, which is, I want to see this, now fit it, write right, it right, right around it. Right. But it's going in because this is what I see. And that's a form that it's definitely can be artistic, but that's a form of storytelling, I guess, but it's a very sloppy one. You know, there's 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 definitely a burden that the MCU films have got on DC. They're 20 plus films in and many series, you know, already established, and they're hitting almost all of those well. And DC just stumbles and stumbles and stumbles. And it's almost like the way that they feel like they can catch up is to copy something that they've done. There was a scene early on where, and I mean really early on, like they just introduce, they reintroduce Wonder Woman with this terrorist bank problem. Right. And she's, she's, she's dropping down the lasso and she says, and I, I had to screenshot this because I did not want to mess it up. She drops it down, she grabs the guy, and she says, who are you? The lasso of Hestia compels you to reveal the truth. And I'm like, we don't need you to tell us that, and he right. doesn't care. Like, right. you're just, you're narratively talking to the audience as if we're stupid it, it's, because it's you ridiculous, think we're stupid. It's ridiculous writing. He goes through this thing, he goes, well, we're an independent terror, and she comes back, her next line is, boring, why the hostages? And I'm like, you're trying to be Joss Whedon. Right. That's such a Joss Whedon line where it, whether it's in Serenity or, you know, the Avengers, you're just like boring, you know, and it's just, it reeks so badly of derivative stuff where I'll give you some credit. Some of what you're doing here is absolutely pretty original. Like do that, make your film, but it's almost always like watching uh this sounds condescending and i kind of mean it to too but this is kind of like watching a sixth or seventh grader write about something and it's always just the shows they've always watched so they think the fbi does this because that's all they're allowed to watch they don't really know what really happens and you're like well i feel like i should pat you on your head because that's a good effort but this isn't 
this isn't good. Right. And if I lie to you, you're just going to keep doing it. So there's, there's so much of the extended version here where, you know, what it feels like to me mm-hmm. is you have somebody with like a two hour version of a movie and they're coming at the project yeah. thinking this is a really stupid movie yeah. and I have to make it two hours longer. Right. Not this is a really great movie. <laughs> right. And I'm going to make it even better and yeah. add more to it and make it, you know, more like nuanced and layered and all, you know, yeah. all this character exposition that's going to happen now or all, you know, whatever. I mean, you know what I would like to see is I want a cut of just what's added. I want just right. the additional two hours, yeah. and I want to watch just the additional two hours back to back. And you know, all the other stuff will be out. It won't make any sense, right? right. But it, but it'll just be all that all by itself, and then have somebody tell me that I watched something good happen. Yeah, uh, like the- well, it's even it's even more than that. So this is a four hour film, and I was I was genuinely kind of surprised at how much of the original version of the film is not in this movie. Now there are there are right. scenes and moments and snippets but this is really like it it's another it's another avenue to think about if I want to think about this at all but to look at it and be like wow Josh Whedon walked into a screening room with a couple of executives and they showed him this movie and he had notes galore he's like this is just and whether he's right or wrong, that's your argument. He's like, this is awful and I can't do anything with this. So I need to make my own, but I can use that 11 minutes for <laughs> right, a start. Right. And then, you know, I'm watching this and I'm also looking at it and I'm thinking I've seen, because I've grown up with things like Star Wars and Blade Runner at a time when director's cut wasn't ever really a term. And then the rumors at conventions said, well, there's this missing footage and we've seen it. And then eventually it gets released. And then you're watching a scene and you're like, oh my God, that's where the original ends. This next 35 seconds is new footage. And you pay attention to that as if you've been given a morsel. But it doesn't fundamentally change anything. This, This is an entirely different film that's predicated on the same story the same theme which is superman's dead aliens are coming we got to save everybody but in some way we haven't done this in a long time some way the the actual trailer is terribly misleading like the movie makes it look like dark side is the antagonist and that steppenwolf is really just like kicking around he's not as big because he was the main one in the first film look i gotta tell you you get to the end of this movie after they've defeated steppenwolf and basically dark side just like rolls up his window and drives along right like right. you don't get a lot of dark side in this film and the trailer made it look like dark side is the big bad guy right. and i thought that was a bit that was a bit of a weird ploy but it in delivering all of its fan service from teasing dark side from bringing back Jared Leto for the Joker for doing all these things. What it's hopefully building is, you know, a nest egg of Zack Snyder getting back in the good graces of DC to make more films. And I think that's an incredibly bad idea. I think this is absolutely six hours of proof. And, and yet there's a part of what I wish he had done there because I'm making the movie now instead of him that might have been 
I don't think it would have been on par with anything Marvel has done, but it certainly would have put them in the right direction, except for this pitter-patter, four steps this way. No, that doesn't feel right. Let's go this way because the fans want this. Oh, don't, right, right. Don't, <clears throat> don't forget we're supposed to drop Martian Manhunter in in a scene that doesn't mean anything, doesn't make any sense at all. And then later in the epilogue is terribly confusing. He's like this general that Superman has encountered a handful of times, and we already see Superman scans everybody. He didn't see that that was a Martian. Right. Like, I mean, right, like, right. so that's the problem with the film. There's just so many things like that where if you start thinking about it, like, well, then why wouldn't you ever do this? I but, mean, if you think about anything. Then you're in a problem If you box. think about anything, yeah. it's ridiculous. <laughs> and there are new versions and there are versions that were there in the, you know, first one. Right. And, you know, I think especially when you start talking about like going on, mm-hmm. right? Are we going to have like more Batman movies, more Aquaman yeah. movies? Uh, is Martian Manhunter going to get a movie? Is the flash going to get a movie? Yeah. <clears throat> what happens in the next wonder woman? We've got all these things. And <coughs> you know, I just feel like this movie uh, now, especially after this version, right. Just solidifies the fact that, you know, really there's nowhere to go. Yeah. I mean, there's nowhere else to go because all we've done is have movie after movie after movie where everyone, it turns out, is more and more and more powerful, right? Uh-huh. Wonder Woman already can't be killed, like right. literally. Right. And and what? Now, so somebody else shows up? What do I care? Right. I can't be killed. She's killed gods. <laughs> I mean, she, she's already like enough. She is in yeah. the other movies, like definitionally, like permanently immortal now because only a certain set of people can kill her and none of them exist anymore. Yeah. The end. Right. Like what is there else to do? Superman now going through this, and this was like the same thing as the last time, like he has every power and he's (laughs) fighting every, he's fighting people when he's in his like rage moment, which is, you know, kind of goofy, except I want to see Superman fight everyone or whatever. And then the flash comes along and then it turns around that it, you know, Superman is actually faster than Flash, right? Who is faster than it's possible to be already, right? And yet, Superman isn't just constantly operating at that speed, right? Why? I, I mean, why what not? problem does he have left? Right. Let Darkseid come, or yeah. Darkseid, or whatever right. his name is, yeah, right? Let him come through the thing. What difference is it going to make? Right. Like, Already nothing can touch him. Now we've got to go into like Doctor Strange land and <laughs> right. fight Spooky. evil itself. With, yeah. You know, like I'm fighting the metaphor of evil right. existing. I yeah. mean, there's like every next thing that happens, there's nowhere left to go. And we get all of the like goofy battles in here, mm-hmm. right? Where, you know, people will have giant buildings fall on them and shrug it off like nothing happened. And then the next instant like a little piece of a building will fall and hit them and they'll go and they're down right right like nothing makes any sense except for i don't know i kind of like how this will look right right? or i like that uh superman will get hit by a bullet and it'll like make his shoulder like move back and he'll go good except that i'll shoot five thousand more bullets at him and he won't notice they happen at all yeah Uh, like everything is just every power or whatever it means at the moment. And it turns out that all of them are no stronger than the other because no one can actually be killed by anything because Mm -hmm. 
literally everything has happened to them now. Right. Uh, and now you want like another movie? What's the next movie? Yeah. Like it all becomes irrelevant. Yeah. Especially when you've got, we're all waiting for Superman. And yet, I don't know. Yeah, Superman's really tough, but is he any tougher than any of them? Because <laughs> nothing happened to any of them either. I don't know. It's all uh, it's all this weird, you know, I want to look at the Enterprise for 10 right, straight minutes. Right, right. And whatever that means, it doesn't matter because none of it means anything anyway. Right. It feels like, you know, as I often complain, and it's really weird because uh, you, you go back to The Watchmen mm-hmm. and it's like the opposite, right? Yeah. The Watchmen feels like a movie made by someone who loves the Watchmen. Right. And maybe did not do anything perfectly. Things had to, things were changed. Uh, I mean, like the whole premise of the story has changed really, but like things are changed in what goes on, you know, whatever problems there might be, it still felt like somebody who was making it because they loved this and it was awesome. Yeah. And this feels like it's made by somebody who doesn't actually like comic books. That's another thing where I've long stood the argument that I don't think either Zack Snyder understands the big characters or he just doesn't like them. Like, and and I get, you know, sometimes Superman has been done to death and it's hard to, it's hard to come up with a conflict with someone who, like you said, can do anything. I mean, what are you going to do? Okay. So we always depower him or we threaten his families, you know, and in, in Batman versus Superman, as much as I loathe that movie. And I forgot until you said something about a few minutes ago, did you ever see the director's cut of that? Uh, I didn't actually. I didn't I, either. I, and I started just watching it and then gave up. It on wasn't. It. And then, wor- yeah. And then, you know, I started watching it at, <laughs> a, is- at a point where then I had something else to do. And I was like, yeah, I'll watch the rest of that later. And I don't really care. And then it just never happened. Right. I like, never got around to it. And I forgot it was there until just a few minutes ago. And I'm like, oh my God, there's another <laughs> Zack Snyder superhero right, director's right. cut. You know, there's, there's the whole thing in, in that film where, you know, Superman is brought to his knees by Lex Luthor because Luthor has his mom, you know, right. and you're like, that's how you stop a God. You, you go after the people they care about, which also, by the way, I loathe seeing Jesse Eisenberg in this film again. It was 100% <laughs> yeah. just cringeworthy. Um, you know, it, it, when you, when really what your focus is, is on visuals and style, you got somebody like Aquaman and Jason Momoa who looked way better in this movie like to me than he did in anything in the other films. But yet still every single time we see him, he's taken off his clothes. I don't know why he's wearing any in the first place. Cause he right. doesn't get cold. Right. But every single time, like the people in this little Icelandic village are walking around, picking up his shirt and his coat. Like I watched three scenes with him walking out into the slow motion water spray and he's breaking stuff and he's constantly stripping. And I'm like, okay, this is just, proof again of nonsensical ideology that you think is going to be genius because you thought it right and you can imagine it and i get there's definitely a certain power there that if you can do it with final cut or after effects or whatever your program you're probably using at warner that's 10 million times better than the thing on my iphone sure let's do a bunch of cool looking stuff but you have to fundamentally have a story that works behind it always right and for me and it's so peculiar because Watchmen had an incredibly enormous story 
that people believed there was no way you could do it in less than many, many hours. Right. And the attention to detail that Zack Snyder, it's always, I've always thought of this, the attention to detail that Zack Snyder handles in the first like seven minutes of that film, when he covers basically the first issue of the comic in like this amazing credit scene, I don't know where that guy went. Right. Because now he needs four and, hours and to you tell know, there's this story. So, there's so much in that movie. It's so weird. There's so much in that movie where you have like, uh, man, what's his name? Um, Ozymandias. No. Rorschach. Yes, but the guy is playing him. Oh, uh, Haley, uh, not Haley, Joel Osment. Jackie uh, Earl. Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's so much in that movie of him. Yeah. Where you are like really getting character, yeah, right? Like you are really getting to know uh, who this guy is, and yet you know it's comic booky. It's not like yeah. Shakespeare or whatever, right? But you're really getting like some good like character development. Yeah, where in this movie you'd spend like a half an hour trying to do the same thing you did in five minutes, and you still don't do and it. You don't get it, and right? I'm like, w- like what is happening there? But right. there's. There's also, there's so much in this that, uh, you know, it's like at any point you, the movie itself starts to pay attention to the plot, right? Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden it's like, what the hell? Like all we get in this movie is, uh, you know, guard these things, right? Yeah. And look, here's this uh, crazy thing that happened. And, you know, so guard these things. Okay. Well, so the earth is, you know, populated by all these like superheroes 5,000 years ago. And so... Uh, here's this crazy thing that happened and he tried to come here and find the mother boxes and now we have to separate them. And so we got the Amazons and they build like, you know, this giant thing to protect them. And then, uh, you know, the Atlanteans have this underwater something, something, and the humans like bury it like three feet deep in the woods. (laughs) Right. Like, okay. That'll do. We, we entrusted you to protect (laughs) these or whatever. And then, and then you get to, okay, now we're going to steal it from the Atlanteans. And it turns out that like 5,000 years later, well, now we want him to get it because that will move the story along. Right. Okay. Well, so actually it's not protected by anyone. So then he gets it. Okay. Bing, move on. Right. Okay. Now the story can progress. Yeah. And yet the human one is the only one that he doesn't get. Right. No one ever protected it. Go humans. Except <laughs> go us, man. But <laughs> we're better we than have this whole giant song and dance about <laughs> yeah. the Atlanteans protecting it too. Oh my God. You and just then made he, me think of something. And else. then he shows up to snatch it from them. Yeah. There's no one there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The whole and and it's it's just why like why didn't why even have that scene at all? I know. Why don't you just have like a little thing that, you know, pops up and goes, Oh yeah, and we got the one from Atlantis. Yeah. So now we have two. <clears> so we're, we're, we're okay. what's next there's a there's a dumb i don't know why i thought of this either you just said it, there's a dumb scene where they're near the end of the film they're all walking up a flight of stairs and they're like at the chernobyl place and they're all trying to go up this flight of stairs and there's like this hard rock music soundtrack going on in the background and i'm like what are you doing batman's right. got a swoosh thing flash and fly <laughs> cyborg can fly everybody he's been right. carrying people wonder woman makes one leap why are we walking up a flight of stairs to something 
heavy metal. And I'm like, he thought this was a hardcore scene. Right, right. Like, look at us doing something mundane to go to the big bat. And I'm like. Right. He, like, watched a lot of Tarantino. Oh, my and, God. Like, <laughs> what like, the hell is going on? That stuff. And then, you know, also, not only is it just bad, you know, it's like original versus this one. I don't, you know, like I said, I don't know, except that it makes me look at stuff longer. But, uh, you know, the actual plot is so goofy. And, but it gets worse in this one because I think, because you have to stare at it for so long, right? Because everything that is happening, you've got all the stuff with everyone having like way too much power. Everyone has, everyone's invincible, really. Yeah. And you've got the part where, you know, even like Bruce Wayne is like, what's your superpower? I'm rich, right? right? right. Yeah. And yet it turns out that works because apparently sure. he's invincible too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because everyone's invincible. But every time you have to stare at these people forever, it's just more of basically the same stuff because it turns out like the Flash... Mm-hmm. Like any one of these people, right? If you actually really think about what happens in this movie, the Flash is all you need, right? Right. The Flash is good enough. He can win this whole thing all by himself. Right. Any of them are good enough, really. If if you actually try and examine the world you've made and not the plot steps you want to happen, you know, the Flash can do virtually anything, right? I mean, so... Steppenwolf being a big badass right. is not going to save him yeah. if the Flash decides to take him out. Yeah. There was one moment when they're established. I mean, I know we, we've talked about it. Everybody knows we didn't like it. We can get out of here. But there was one moment where I actually thought it might be in the movie where I'm watching it and they're describing what Cyborg can do. They're like, look, this is your power. If you own up right. to your potential, you can be in everything, everywhere. You can control everything everywhere and i'm like well this is the moment they pan and show batman looking at him like you're gonna help us do this and then i'm gonna put a bullet in your neck because right. i can't have you walking around <laughs> not because you're going to expose my secret identity which apparently the whole world knows anyway but like you're the super threat now like right. we can't even stop you quick enough so watch out <laughs> you know but that didn't happen everyone's like oh golly gee look at we got our cyborg you know and right. i'm like that dude's a mega threat. We right. put him down now before he goes into Cyberdyne. Right. And he's a little crazy. And he's already a little twisted. Right. So. <laughs> he's he's on the verge so of becoming anyway. a Because he's a teenager. Anyway. You know, I mean, you got the Flash as like a 20-something kid. And I, you know, what's really funny, just as a quick throwaway too, I, I actually kind of liked Ezra Miller's performance in this better because they did give him a little bit more to do. Not because we see his dad. Not because there's this weird thing. But because in short bursts, he just seems so creepy and manic, but in a little bit of a longer spell, he's, I get that he's the soul of that He team. makes a little he, more he sense. He actually anchors right. things, but he's just sort of like looking around all the time. He's like, I'm here. Like, right. I can't believe I run fast, but I'm here. Like, right. this is balls awesome. Right. And they're just like, yeah, okay, look, just run when we tell you. He's right. like, sure. <laughs> right. Like, he's the Scooby of the gang, he's, you know? Well, and it's, it's you know, he's, he's like his own... Spider-Man, right, though, right. which, you know, makes me, I mean, I, I do like him for all the same reasons that you yeah. just said. I do like him more in this film, but, you know, in the back of my mind, I kind of don't like him because, right, he's, because just he's just being, being Spider-Man, Spider-Man right? Just he's, be quicker. He's know? just being Marvel right. Universe Spider-Man yeah. where he's like, oh, look, I got Iron sharks. Man. Yeah, right. oh, look yeah. at this cool yeah, suit anyway. I have now. And, you know, whatever. I don't uh, know. 
Anyway, so I anyway. uh, can't wait for some more DC movies. The one thing that I expect will happen, somebody out there who's disgruntled on our way out, someone's going to take the Whedon film, the Snyder Cut. They're going to edit it together, try to make something that's workable. There'll right. be a third version of this. I won't watch. There's already another version no, because it's going to come out in black and white. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. right. The black and white version. <laughs> I, I know that's I, when they did that with Fury Road. I Which thought that was impossible. Awesome. I love the black and white version. Yeah, the diesel version or whatever they called it. Like it was right, great. Right. Like, so I don't know. Maybe what if we then see it in black and white and it all clicks? Right. Then what there'll if, be a sepia version. <laughs> There's the closed eyes version, which and is then what there I'm will be at, like the just you know? off center version. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's that. All so, right. Uh, anyway. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we got to get out of here. But um, so, uh, you know, next week we might be able to have like nobody or something. I don't know. Yeah. But right. uh, next week we will uh, come Try to back get with some movie Try to, get uh, to let you in on. And especially as we're getting, you know, closer and closer to the yeah. Oscars. Yeah. Uh, that will be big fun. Also, you know, I should say, since I said all these movies. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of the Oscar-nominated movies that uh, you can catch now. Some yeah. of them are getting into theaters too. Like I know Minari is yep. getting like a bit of a run at least. Yeah. Um, in theaters like right now. Right. <clears throat> and something else is too. Uh, Sentimental. Maybe. I, I feel like I that's know. some something else that is a big thing is uh, is going into theaters. Yeah. But also, you know, on like Apple Plus and all yeah, the other things, streaming. you can see all kinds yeah. of. Uh, these movies. So before the Oscars hit, uh, go yeah, catch worth some of those. Yeah. Uh, and we will see you next week. Thanks right. for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night. <laughs>